vampires. Okay. Vampires. This is literary witchcraft. Ah, ah, ah. <laughs> <laughs> Finally, our spooky ass intro is themed. <laughs> it's always themed. We're witches. Not really. Sorry. We're bitches. We're just bitches. <laughs> Disclaimer, not that witchcraft is bitchery, but the way that literature works in our minds and in our hearts is a magic unto itself. Hence our name, Literary Bitchcraft. Wow, that's way deeper than what I thought of when I came up with it. I just want to make sure witches know that we're not like trying to claim what you guys are doing. What you guys are doing is super cool. Um, I have practiced legitimate witchcraft with several friends. Uh, that stuff is so... You guys are too smart for me. That stuff's scary. Like, not scary and like spooky woo, but like... It feels like math to me. And you're gay, so you can't do it. <laughs> yeah. But all the witches are gay. <laughs> they just have something I don't have. We're going to be talking about vampires today. Happy Halloween-ish. And we can't talk about this when Nicole's around. I like how the mic went away. It was Doppler effect again. <laughs> um, because she doesn't really like vampires. Yeah. She's she, a weirdo. She's super like into like whore. witchy, spooky. <laughs> no, not what you said, a whore. <laughs> said a horror yeah she's super into horror and like spiritual stuff and but like we're not really going to be doing all that today we're talking about vampires our way (laughs) the horny way the monster fucker way if you will i am going to see venom (laughs) i will let you know if it awakens anything in me it should i think it will the first one awoke something in me i haven't seen the first one how are you going to watch the second one? You have I'm to watch the first one. I'm watching the first one before I go to the okay, second good, one. Okay, good, 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 Well, this is coming from the girl who watched Infinity War after back-to-back-to-back back back nine hours of watching the other three movies because I hadn't seen them. No, I'm watching Venom either tonight or tomorrow night. Yeah. And then I'm going on Sunday. But I saw something online, just like a little fan-made thing, and then I was like, am I into that? And I was like, let's go watch this, Cassandra. Let's go see Venom 2. I think I want to see Venom 2 now. I think I should watch Venom 1 as well. It's funny. Okay, so V.E. Schwab, while Nicole is here, is our Lord and Savior, and while Nicole's gone at C.S. Picot. Still V.E. Schwab. Always V.E. Schwab. But, like, C.S. Picot really has this initial cold right now. I'll convert her eventually. Yeah. Oh. That's our Mormonism, and we're Stephanie. (laughs) Call you Stephanie, call me Meyer. And call C.S. Picot Mormonism. (laughs) I'm going door to door. Hate to break it to you, Nicole. You're about to be Bella. We're going to be soaking here pretty soon. <laughs> Me and Laura are soaking, and Nicole's jumping on the damn bed. <laughs> what are besties for? <laughs> Jesus. That was for Nicole. <laughs> that was for you, Nicole. Wherever you are, answer my texts. Near, far, wherever you are vampires there's a lot of them i feel like there's quite a few subgenres of vampires and me and me and nicole thinking of you me and laura (laughs) are going to think of just like what do you think the top 10 types of vampires are and then we're just going to kind of give vampires in that category and like what defines them the obviously there's the og vampires do you want to call them vintage vampires sure okay there's like vintage vampires those are like the ogs that would be dracula van helsing 
Um, Interview with a Vampire. That's not a book, though, so I shouldn't bring that up. That's a book. Is it really? It's a book series. Anne Rice. Wow. That's Anne Rice. Interview with a Vampire? Yeah. I did not know that. We were just shit-talking Anne Rice together like two days ago. What happened? What What were you <laughs> saying about her? <laughs> I don't know. What was I? What did I think Anne Rice wrote? She gave a bad review. Oh, no. She didn't like... She gave, she, she sues fanfiction writers. Right. <laughs> I guess you don't need to know anything about her fan except that. Fanfiction writers. Yeah, she sues fanfiction writers. Yeah, and I was talking about um, she wrote smut under a pseudonym. I think she wrote. Called Sleeping Beauty, and I hated it. Like okay, I knew she wrote the Queen of the Damned. That's in the same universe as Interview with the Vampire, isn't it? I have no idea. Hmm. Oh, and the Vampire Lestat, I knew that. Is that this? Is that like a yeah. sequel? Lestat is. Oh, see, I didn't know that. No, that's it's just it's a series. That's yes, I uh, didn't know that. the first one in the series. I think Interview with the Vampire is actually the second book, and I think the Vampire Lestat is the first one. No, Interview with the Vampire is the first one. It came out in 1976. The Vampire Lestat in 1985. Okay. I didn't realize they were that Prince old. Prince Lestat came out in 2014. The Vampire Chronicles. Yeah. They've been going on for a while. I get it. She's like, stop writing fan fiction. I might see it. And I've been writing this book series for 40 fucking years. I mean, then don't read it, Miss Rice. Also, like, to be honest, Anne Rice, Sleeping Beauty is a fan fiction of Sleeping Beauty. Sue yourself. What's called The Claiming of Sleeping Beauty. Came out in 1983. For the time period, though, like, she really had some balls on her to release that book. Like, oh my god, it's just Sleeping Beauty with her tits out. <laughs> That's me sleeping. I was going to say. Now I kind of want to read the Vampire Chronicles. Oh, I do. They look amazing. Like, Anne Rice is, seems brilliant. Don't get me wrong. But The Just Claiming like of Sleeping Beauty the first. <laughs> if you're saying fan fiction writers, like, come on. Yeah. These people don't have money. That's why they're writing fan fiction. <laughs> I don't know if I've consumed as many vampire books as I thought I've consumed. Oh my god, from Blood and Ash. There's high fantasy vampires in. Um, I'm trying to think of what category Grady Hendrix's vampires would count as. I think that's OG. Just in the sense of like they follow all the rules. Mm. No, uh, I guess that's whore. Whore? <laughs> um, because it had the sense of like not looking like a regular vampire in the sense of like when it opened his mouth it was like you know teeth yeah as in like the movie teeth looking like a vagina with teeth god that's its own vampire (laughs) (laughs) fucking love that movie it's so good it's like horrible but like it's just very campy i mean at the very end when she like wanted to have sex and then she's like maybe if i want it then like it'll be fine and then it's not fine and i was like well, that was sad for her. She could have, couldn't she? No. I don't remember how that movie so ends. At the very end of the movie, she like wants to have sex with this boy. And they start to do it because she's like, maybe if I want it, like it'll be fine. And then it... I thought he started assaulting her. Or no. making her uncomfortable or something. No. That was the first time. Oh. That she wanted it and then he was mean. Yes. Okay. Yeah. I just remember that guy giving her a ride and he like looks at her leery at the very end of the movie and she's just like that was like a good for her smirk. That was like mm-hmm. maybe my first one that I recognized. <laughs> Where I was like this is bad. <laughs> but I like Then why does it feel so good? It's crazy but I like that. <laughs> Bite back. <laughs> Teeth in your pussy crack. 
I think of like Bram Stoker. Was that how you say his name? Mm-hmm. I think so. I thought it was that's Bram probably. Stoker. Stroker? <laughs> wow, my God. That's embarrassing. Okay, it is Stoker. For some reason, I literally Googled Dracula and it said Bram Stroker. And I was like, maybe you want I it to like be I feel like I've that. seen that too. Maybe you want it to be Stroker. Maybe inflect on why that you think that his last name is Stroker. Um, but yeah, you think of like Dracula. Is that the the conception of vampires? I'm 99% sure you're right. I'm just trying to verify it. Mine's Edward. No, I'm kidding. Vampiric entities have been recorded in most cultures, and the term vampire was popularized in Western Europe after reports of an 18th century mass hysteria um, in the Balkans and Eastern Europe. And um, local variants in Eastern Europe were also known by different names, such as Strigta, Striga in Albania, Verkolas, Verkolas, where we're, I'm trying real hard here, in Greece, and this one I know how to pronounce, the Strigoi in Romania. I don't know how to pronounce Strigoi because of Vampire Academy. This charismatic and sophisticated vampire of modern fiction was born in 1819 with the publication of The Vampire by the English writer John Polidori. This is also from Wikipedia that I'm getting this because I was on a blog and they spelled oh, Stroker. Oh, sexy vampire uh, category? Yeah. Yeah. Because I'd like to add Carmilla into that. I've never even literally was about to talk, like (laughs) literally was looking up the name first or the author, (laughs) which was Joseph Sheridan Lefanu. (laughs) Um, So John Polidori is who basically invented vampires as we know it, like the spinoff, like the OG vampire of how we know. Before that, they were just folklore. They were just scary stories to tell your kid to stay out of the dark. Um, And apparently based off mass hysteria, which you know how I feel about that. Fucking love that shit. It's so interesting to me. And then Bram Stoker, in 1897, wrote Dracula, and is basically mm, vampires were born, and my whole personality too. <laughs> uh, I guess that's kind of what we build our idea of vampires off of. And then Joseph Sheridan Lefanu wrote Carmilla, um, which I guess invented. Like, I guess that book happening is what made vampires become its own genre. Wow. Which I would just like to say, thank you, lesbians. (laughs) Let's go, lesbians. (laughs) What's the first vampire that you think you consumed? I generally don't know. I think mine was, that I remember, I think was Underworld. I think. I think Queen of the Damned with Aaliyah. No, it came out in 2002. I was four. Did it really? So then I definitely did see that first. When did Underworld come out? I do really like Underworld. That's just my first one that I remember having like a fascination. I was like, I it came know. Out, came out in 2003. So they came out within a year of each other. I know Kissing Coffins was not my very first vampire book, but it's the one that stands out the most to me. Kissing Coffins was the first time I consumed vampire media and was like, whoa, mm, this is pretty good. Because I was already going through like a vampire phase where I wanted to read everything vampires at the mm-hmm. time. So it couldn't have been my first one, but I don't remember what it was. Yeah. I don't remember what my full like kickoff was. Cause it's so like- Alexander Sterling. Thank you. Yeah. <laughs> and you are in the OG category because he follows all the rules. Yeah. Uh, to me, what makes a vampire OG is sunlight aversion, mm-hmm. garlic aversion, mm-hmm. fangs. Yes. Needs to drink blood. Yes. Mm, dead. Yes. Sleeps in a coffin. Sleeps in a... Sleeps in a... Well, because mm, I feel like the underworld vampires are OG and they sleep upside down like bats. And I feel like that's the same I energy. I feel like the exception. 
Okay. You have to be like a bat or in the coffin. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So like six things to yeah. me that make it like a vintage OG vampire. Yeah. And I think that would be like Dracula, interview with a vampire, um, everything else we just listed, <laughs> Underworld. Uh, and then I think the next type of vampires I was aware of, which I, it's hard for me because I think of Vampire Academy, they're kind of vintage vampires and then i also think they're like ya vampires which i think is what we should put like twilight vampires slash ya that's vampires. what i was gonna say um because i think of like vampire academy had the stragoi which were like the bad vampires and they mm-hmm. had they couldn't go out sun they had to drink blood they were dead but then they also had the dampers which were like half vampires and then there was a whole other brand that i can't remember right now that like they could go in the sunlight, but they had perma fangs, so they couldn't like smile or laugh too hard in public. I was also thinking like um Vampire Diaries. It's very much like they semi follow classic rules. Yeah, like they can be having staked. The, yeah, outside of like having the ring where he can walk in the sun, um, which was done by a witch. Yeah, I do think yeah Vampire but Diaries. It also feels very much like an Edward vampire. Yeah, that's where I have to say, like, YA vampires. But it's like, what is that distinction? Like, what is know. it that we see? Because I'm like... I think it's a vibe. Cut a vibe. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe are you coming for the ride? I just want to say for the night, night, night. She really hits that. She does. The live version? Oh, the live version is immaculate. <laughs> yeah. That's a vibe. Cut a vibe. <laughs> I think it's the vibe of the vampire. But I like I singing like, like a OG. Muppet. The OG ones, there's a sense of, like, uh, you should be scared of these beings, where, like, the YA version is, like, you want to be with these beings. So, is it, like, sex appeal? So, you have to, like, there's a balance of, like, horniness and foreboding. If the foreboding is higher, they're an OG. If it's equal, they're an OG. If horniness is higher than foreboding, they're a YA. Mm -hmm. Yeah, because my thing is, like, I do feel like the Vampire Academy... Vampire, excuse me vampire diaries they very much fall into the og they everything sometimes yeah. they're even in coffins and yeah, caves but they're too sexy but they're just too sexy yeah <laughs> <laughs> we cracked this code too yeah because i'm even trying to think i'm like they really do follow every single rule yeah they even become monstrous yeah, and, and terrifying control creatures which is another thing that usually yeah and if we're basing but the thing is if we are basing them off the books they even get the like og og vampire things where it's like they can control weather they can because damon can control weather in the book and he can control animals and like crows and like he has like everything that could be a potential vampire thing he's too sexy but he's too sexy <laughs> And leading into YA vampires, I think that also puts us along with, like, that's when you get into, like, yeah, Vampire Academy, which also, again, they have a lot of OG traits, but they're too sexy, uh, which is, but that's hard. This is where I'm confused, because the whole point of vampires where they're supposed to be a deterrent to sexuality, they were supposed to be sexy. And from the half of Carmilla that I was able to get through in the yield English it's written in, they were really sexy. Yeah, but I feel like there's a sense of, like, terror in that sex scene because, like, they're, they're sexy because you're their prey. So is it that um, sexiness itself being, like, sinful versus sexiness itself being inviting? Yes. Is that the difference? Yes, yes, Okay, yes, yes. okay, okay, okay. That makes sense, yeah, because it's like... Like, I'm not scared of Damon and Stefan. I want to fuck them. Fear boner but, uh, versus yeah. just a boner. Yeah. Okay. Yes. 
Anyways, but also with YA vampires, I think that there are vampires that kind of break the mold of the OG. They're not just sexy. Maybe they're sparkling. <laughs> <laughs> just so you want to talk about Twilight. I, about Twilight. <laughs> um, I don't have a lot to say. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I, so, I'm going to actually say things about Twilight for once. Are we going to do the Twilight Horror episode? Yes. So then I will make a different point. But it's still going to be me being deep about Twilight, okay. which this is rare because usually I just want to talk about Alice in the baseball scene. It's a scarecrow. I, as a small Catholic child, yes, that was obsessed with Twilight and that has aged into a place of, of I'm still very much into God. But I don't yeah. necessarily have a religion I abide by. Yes. I don't necessarily believe in organized religion, Same but case. I believe in a higher power. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. It has made me reflect on religion aggressively. Like, because Catholic guilt, maybe also like sexy cult. You, I've talked about this. Uh-huh. But the way that vampirism was introduced to society and history of being like a religious fear, mm-hmm. sex, yeah. and... Um, temptation temptation and danger and um also like everything about vampires is everything that's against like christianity it's like they are alone they are fearless and immortal and sinful and sensual and literally feed on your innocence twilight being a like mormon folktale basically (laughs) is insane to me like it and also it being what teenagers were introduced like it it was literally a gateway to like all vamp vampire shit for me like twilight to vampires is like weed it is the (laughs) gateway drug (laughs) and also it's just so interesting because it has so many religious undertones so 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 many some that are so on the nose with like you know i'm not gonna fuck you till we're married Mm -hmm. Uh uh-oh you're a mother like the khaki skirt that was very on the nose (laughs) (laughs) what was my main point i started thinking about the khaki skirt (laughs) i don't know it's just it's so interesting that this thing that was invented to be a fear for religion was reinvented to reflect religion yeah that's insane to me that's kind of a genius i don't like complimenting Stebony? Stebony? Yeah. I don't like compliment her, but that's kind of genius. No, it is. I don't know if she meant to do it that way. It was just like, this is like a... I mean, she had a wet dream. Yeah. But her wet dream was brilliant. And she just click-clacked away? Yeah. The more that I think... Because, I mean, I think about Twilight every single fucking day of my whole life. I know. I'll die. Like, if I'm forgetting all my memories and I'm on my deathbed, I'm going to be like, Edward! Like, it's... (laughs) It's my main brain cell. And... (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> this is so funny because I can picture that. Yeah. Edward. Edward. They're like, he's not real. I'm like, you can't trick me. It's my husband. <laughs> James is like, I'm right here. James just takes on the persona. Who are you? Where's Edward? <laughs> On your deathbed, you become. <laughs> Got a vibe. My whole adulthood. My whole cognitive being has just been Stephanie Meyer singing that to me, and I did catch vibe, and I am along for the ride. 
Uh, but yeah, no, it's just it's it's fascinating to me what one horny Mormon did for flipping an entire religious subtext on its head. Like she even made him beautiful. Like in the books, again, hats off to Stephanie. She balanced the terror of what they were with, I think, they had religious guilt too. Yeah. So I was going to say, I was like, it's literally just like religious guilt. That feeling, that deep rooted feeling of like, this is wrong, but I'll find a way to make it right. Which, hate to say it, sounds a lot like soaking. Which if you don't know, I'm not teaching you in this podcast. Look it up. Look it up. And I'm so sorry. Go incognito first. (laughs) Don't make that change your search history. But like it really it really feels like what religious trauma feels like. It's a beautiful thing that you're terrified of and it's super scary and then you wait it out and then you get married and then the books are over. Anyways, Stephanie did a great job. But I mean the whole um vampire thing is in direct relation to like if you subscribe to the Mormon teachings, you'll become immortal well there's this belief of like look at how bad all these other vampires are these are the vampires that are bad this is the sin Mm. this one perfect family they eat deer it's just like venison and they don't fuck you till you're dead or you're married maybe both (laughs) dead and married and then like it's it it feels like what religion feels like which is like look at how bad all these other religions are look at how bad Mm -hmm. all these other sins are this one's good though. Mm-hmm. We do it right. Yeah. <laughs> I, mean, like, I have a serious and deep comment about Twilight, and they veered <laughs> off onto your deathbed. You'd be telling Bella, <laughs> and we've somehow talked about the Provo push yet again. But yeah, no, I just I do think that like that was kind of the public turning head in the same way that like J.K. Rowling was the public turning point for wizardry That's and witches. True. Up until then, it was, like, something scary. Yeah. They were always, like, written, you know, eating children. Yeah, and the only time, like, and that's for witch witchcraft yeah. itself and, like, wizardry. But wizardry, like, I feel like we got to give that to good old Tolkien. Mm-hmm. Tolkien yeah, made wizardry and elves, you know, okay. In the same way that J.K. Rowling made witchcraft and wizardry for kids yeah and like okay and i mean like obviously like we saw what she went through with christian moms it wasn't like it was just wiped clean but it's the same way that a lot of people did when twilight came out they were like this is bad for kids this is like it wasn't as bad as what harry potter went through but it also didn't make as much money as harry potter made one harry potter movie made how much the entire twilight franchise made these aren't at the same scale so i feel like it was affected in a scale adequate way yeah the same level um, but I don't know. I just, I, the undertones of religion and anything is always going to trap me. I'm always going to think that something's more interesting if it reflects. Yeah. And I think it's because of my Catholic guilt, but also I think it's because some of the best media is made that way. Like religion has ruled the planet for a long time, religion and war. And those are the two things that always have me in a chokehold. Let's move on from Twilight. <laughs> Next thing would be what Laura has deemed as high fantasy vampires. So what do you think makes a high fantasy vampire? And we can talk more about YA vampires later. I'm sure we'll have more to say. Um, often not called vampires. They're usually called something else. Um, they're usually different rules than anything else. I feel like high fantasy vampires are treated the way that like walking dead zombies are treated. They're never called zombies. 
they don't really follow real zombie rules fully, mm-hmm. but they have like traits. Like, you know, they're zombies, but they're not called zombies. It's like they're definitely vampire adjacent. Mm-hmm. Um, and they're for sure vampires, but they're not looked at In as that. In Blood and Ash, are they called vampires? They're called Asc- the Ascended. Okay, yeah. Right? And the Ascendants. And I don't ever know if they're they're like, I don't think the word vampire is ever used. No. I know. Because and then there's, there's even werewolves. But there's the, what are they called? There's the, they kind of like fell off halfway through the third book. Craven? Oh, the Craven. The Craven. Those are like zombies though. But they still have vampire traits. Like they want to drink your blood. They don't want to like eat your skin. I mean, they'll do both. They're there to, they caught a vibe. (laughs) (laughs) But it seems like they want to drain you and then kind of like chew the gristle off. Yeah. Yucky. But I mean, even the what's the what is um Castile? What are they called? Uh, Atlanteans. Yeah, even they're technically vampires. Yeah, the Atlanteans. Yeah, because they have to they have to drink blood, but they don't follow as strict of rules as the actual vampires in the book. Yeah, yeah, because the Ascended they can't go in the sun. Yes, they can't. They need blood to survive more often. They experience bloodlust. Yes, they. They literally become beautiful. I forgot that's like a thing in their society. Yeah. They become beautiful. And that to me almost lines up with YA vampires because YA vampires always get sexier. They heal fast too. Yeah. Like I feel like OG vampires, they're sexy, but it's like the energy they exude. It's less about their beauty and more about their allure. They're also hard as rocks. Oh, like yeah. Physically to touch because a lot of things won't penetrate their skin um, when they are like staked. They literally disintegrate. And then they have to be staked in a certain way. Mm-hmm. They have to be through the heart, through the head. Yeah. Um, where the Lantians aren't like that. That makes me think of like Vampire Diaries. Like I love the originals. I love the originals. I love that they are treated as like I like that there's this league of vampires above vampires. Mm-hmm. I loved that. Like the hierarchy of it. Um, I like when books do that. I like when books have different types of vampires. Like, mm-hmm. there's different rules for them. Like, that's why I like the Craven versus the Ascended versus the Atlanteans. Delicious. Love the originals versus regular vampires. Also, you know, I love a good, like, bloodline thing. So when, like, one big daddy dies, the whole, like, blo- I loved that. Loved, loved that. It. I was like, high stakes, baby. Stakes? <laughs> um... That they could only be killed with, like, the white ash trees. And I loved the, like, in Vampire Academy, there's the Strigoi versus... Why can't I remember the name? Whatever. But... In your fan fiction, there's the daylight versus the night. That's true. That's true. <laughs> I guess I'm a gal who just likes things. Kind <laughs> <laughs> of vibe. I just... Come on. <laughs> Maybe are you doing something wrong? <laughs> I'm looking at you wrong. The Marked series by PC and Kristen Cast. Did you ever read that? Bitch, who do you think I am? Okay, okay, we're just talking. But that to me was like that. Those are some sexy vampires. Yeah. She just gets bitten and, or well, gets turned, gets her mark, and it's just fucking and sucking left and right. <laughs> I feel like that had, it's not high fantasy because it's not a high fantasy no. story, but it has a high fantasy feel when it comes to the vampires. Yeah. The vampires are very much giving like a high fantasy element, mm-hmm. especially with like the markings and the powers and the elaborate world building and lore that goes into that. Yeah. I feel like what makes a vampire like, that could be YA or high fantasy. Either it's got to be out of the YA realm. 
so now it's into like fantasy or it has to be like its own elaborate yeah like very much the world building and the yeah lore has to be well differentiated um also another og that we forgot about true blood yes those are definitely og vampires yeah 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 but god they're sexy that's like yes but i feel like the terror aspect of it is higher than this yeah there was actual like episodes and actual parts of the book where i'm like scared like they're fucking terrifying I didn't like the i only read the first couple pages of the first book and it already lost me because she's like i know i'm pretty i'm blonde and i'm petite and i'm skinny and i have big boobs i know i'm good looking i know a lot of boys want me and i was like but i'm a virgin and there's a reason sookie you're insufferable yeah i'm like (laughs) shut up i'm done with this show sookie love her book sookie annoying like and i okay the thing is i think i'm pretty sure she grows out of this in the books i've only read the first one she was annoying as fuck where do these ones lay YA fantasy or OG Blue Bloods <gasps> by Melissa De La Cruz. I feel like they have the lore of high fantasy, but the appeal of YA because they're not even vampires. They're angels. Yeah. But there is bite mark on the cover of the first book. There is. So our battery died. Um... We did find Nicole again. Hell. This time she was in a different ravine than the one that you're going to hear about next time that Nicole is back. Yeah. This is a different ravine than the other one. Yeah, they found me. Um, We're actually still in that ravine. There's a giant cliff I hope she sure doesn't fall down. Yeah, it's. I feel like it's going to get really hot soon. Yeah, and then there's like a different ravine down there. And for some reason, Laura brought a flamethrower. But we'll worry about that next yeah. time. I just got it. <laughs> I was like, really hot. It's winter time. God, it's going to get it's hot. fall. Anyways, we were talking about Melissa de la Cruz and her incest and then just YA vampires in general. Whoa, hold on. I was missing. Melissa de la Cruz also wrote the, the Descendants books. Melissa de la Cruz started as a YA author releasing... Um, it was like when I was like 13, 14 is when she was really churning out like her YA stuff. Oh. And she had this vampire angel hybrid novel called Blue Bloods. Called Blue Bloods. And the incest comes from the fact that they're all these ancient angels that are siblings, but they're also all fucking. They're twins. You are born with your soulmate, which like that kind of sounds romantic. Them coming from the same womb does not. So they were literally twins and they were angels and they were soulmates but when they got on earth they were like kind of cast down from heaven and became vampires as fallen angels basically it's a lot more convoluted than that fascinating candy corn yeah Alexis likes candy corn I like it it makes me happy you're the weird fuck it's just honey flavored you don't like honey now huh you don't like it just tastes like honey and sugar that does not taste like honey it's literally honey flavored I feel like I conjured something. It's fucking disgusting. Yeah. It's literally honey flavored. <laughs> you know what? I really wish we got your Invader Zim ass moment. We found out that I ate it on fucking my... You like candy corn? <laughs> you like candy corn? Your eyes fucking twitching. War's in the background in a normal voice, but it sounds so much deeper because you sound like fucking Invader Zim. And she's like, how dare you bring candy corn in here? <laughs> on this Hallow's Eve. 
Anyway, so YA vampires. Um, we did talk a little bit, obviously, about like Twilight. Like we talked about. So what you missed is we talked about the genres of vampires. Did we go into the religiousness of vampires? I know we did with I Twilight. So. I know I went on like a Mormonism rant. No. How can you not? Yeah, how can I not? I'm talking about Twilight. But the religious idea of vampires, I feel like, goes on to what we're going to talk about in the next episode regarding monster fucking, which we got into that. You guys will hear it next week, I believe, mm-hmm. um, if not the week after. But I think that fits the mold of, like, Oh, my world. God. Wait, I already said I'm back. Yeah, that's why I made a joke that we're on another right. review I'm so and you're going to get pushed down I didn't again. Mean to, I didn't mean to interrupt you, but I did. I'm so sorry. Keep going. No, no, I didn't no. mean to Kanye West you. <laughs> I do like that I'm Taylor Swift in this. <laughs> I am taller. Does that make me Beyonce in this? Yes! <laughs> yes! <laughs> okay, but what were you going to say about religion? Vampires, religion, not Mormonism. Fits the mold. Oh. <laughs> But I feel like uh, vampires and religion have had, like, the same trajectory in, like, society in the sense of, like, now religion is taken a lot less seriously. Vampires are taken a lot less seriously. And there's a lot more, like, play with them and the idea of them. And I feel like everybody's interpretation is kind of just, like, it fits with a certain mold of, like, whatever that fear encapsulates. Like, vampires still, I feel like the fear is encapsulated differently, like, with with twilight we went into it i think about like mormonism being the comparison to like vampires are still the fear in that universe but it's like non-mormon vampires non like and so that still was like a religious Mm -hmm. covering of like the fear of vampires where like with true blood vampires were essentially an embodiment of like sex in society so it was still the dangers of sex like they even had hep v there was literally mm-hmm. references to like disease but it's like i still feel like even though vampires have moved away from their reflection of religion they haven't moved away from the way that they reflect our fears that are usually based religiously in society like all of our fear surrounding like sex and villainy and just general sin like um like i was saying with true blood it's like sex based with Stephanie Meyer, it was completely like if you go deep into Twilight, which we have enough, maybe <laughs> one day we'll do an actual Twilight deep dive if Nicole ever. Nope. Okay, probably not. Um, <laughs> maybe if Nicole ever falls down another ravine. <laughs> <laughs> but it's um, a third one because I'm letting you know there's a second ravine. Um, <laughs> no, it's a trench. There might be a third fucking ravine at this point. And all of the consequences in that novel are actually sins. Or, like, the vampires are portraying some sort of sin. Like, Victoria is a independent woman that relied on the wrong type of man. And now she's out here just whoring it up to try to avenge him. Like, she was literally described as feral and feline and sexual and is everything that is not a pristine religious woman. And mm. even in her revenge thing... It was based off of seducing whatever his fucking name was. So unimportant. But the guy she seduced and turned and... His name was Riley. Riley. <laughs> Don't know where I came from. I was like, <laughs> Damn. Riley. The way you said it too, it's like, it's Riley. <laughs> what do you guys have that's like a... Southern read vampires. Southern book club. That's the only vampire I know. That's, a, that's, a, that's one, actually, because his whole thing was like 
pedophilia Mm -hmm. and racism, which Grady Hendrix, king that he is, is using not necessarily religious tones, but more of like what would be a modern day sin, just as in like, you shouldn't hurt children. You shouldn't be like... Deborah um, recommended me a book called Vampires in the Lemon Grove. Mm, mm-hmm. Something like that. I'm very eager to read that one because um, it's short stories about vampires. Yeah, I think I have it in my meat reader. I recently bought um, Empire of the Vampire. One second. It's Kristoff. It's a big fatty book. Oh, that's pretty. Oh, that is pretty. I think I've seen oh, that. Oh, yeah. You I've took seen a photo it. of that, didn't you? Yes, it's new. <clears throat> but did you buy that at Powell's? Yes, I did. Yeah, that's where I saw that's that. That's why. Yeah. But I know that all art and media itself is like based off of like, what's what I'm looking for? Like modern day, <clears throat> like interpreting the world around us. That's the whole point uh-huh. of art. Yeah. But I feel like vampires, it's always drenched in like the contrast of sin. Religious undertones. Yeah. Too. And it, it, like, it doesn't even have to always have to be religious, but it's always like if you take two or three steps through like, okay, this is about vampires. Oh, okay. It's about sex. Okay. It's about mm. religious guilt that even, is entrenched um, in our society. The, the movie franchise, um, Underworld. Mm-hmm. We talked about that in the beginning of this episode. Oh, my gourd. <laughs> that one, too. We were both saying that was our, our main introduction to vampires. That was my introduction to vampires. And then I, I just, I was never the interested. Queen of the Damned. That sounds right. The one with Aaliyah? Yes. Yeah. Um, but I I don't know what it was about Twilight. I It just never caught my interest for some reason. I think it's because when I was finally hearing about it, I didn't hear about it like how Laura did. Um where she heard the whispers of it from the book and she <laughs> became accustomed to it before it even became popular. When I started hearing about it, it was already the how the media does team Edward, team Jacob bullshit and I just and I've always said even as a kid like romance has never been my thing. Yeah, I avoided the media even though it was already out like they're um you probably know what I'm talking about that huge uh photo shoot spread with <laughs> Vanity Fair? Yes. The Vanity Fair spread <laughs> shoot. Oh, was they're the outside. the first thing I ever saw. She's wearing like a white dress, right? Yeah. And it's they're like a on a tire. very nice. No, it, the pictures shoot. are very, very nice. I yeah. remember seeing their That photos. was all I had <clears throat> seen from the whole thing. That's all I got. Because I was like, a, I was a literal kid. Mm-hmm. So I didn't see like as much as I think I would have if I was a little bit older. Mm-hmm. Um, and like I saw things about it, but I was like so in my little like avatar the last airbender world and like it was a different universe than i was in at the time what else it's what was... introduced me to that interview universe. what else was out when twilight was out laura did you ever see the movie the covenant i feel like i have oh, wait, I love... oh, <laughs> wait 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 Wait, is that the one where they say fuck Harry Potter and they, like, drive in a car? Yes. Okay, so... It's just a bunch of, like, hot men. I don't remember <laughs> this movie at all, but I literally... It's so weird you say that. Did you see the TikTok today? Mm-mm. I just saw t- somebody post a TikTok that was, like, this movie awakened that something movie in me. Is the male is the female gaze, okay? <laughs> <laughs> that movie's the female gaze. Wait, no, no, no. It has 4% on Rotten Tomatoes. Oh, my gosh. It's so good. No, but hold on. Okay, it's no. so bad that it didn't get a sequel, but it's supposed to have a sequel. So I remember seeing... I see. Okay, so this came out in 2006. Maybe that's why I don't remember it because I was literally eight. But I remember this movie, but nothing about it. Nothing. Like, I can't 
I can. I, it has Sebastian Stan in it. <gasps> I love Sebastian Stan. He's the villain. <laughs> oh my god. Love Sebastian Stan. But yeah, just today I actually screen. I think I have a screenshot of it because I was like, I'm gonna watch this movie it's and see if I remember it. So the fact that you brought up, okay, I have to. Uh, maybe I'll watch it tonight because, like, damn. I literally love this movie. It's like not good, but it's so good. <laughs> but what what was out? Because I know I was like knee deep in Harry Potter at this time too, but I don't think Harry Potter would have taken me away from Twilight. I think something else did, but I can't remember what it was. Hunger Games. Divergent? No, no. That'll come out after. I really can't remember. Maybe it was just seeing all the Team Edward, Team Bella, or sorry, Team Edward, Team Jacob stuff. Narnia was also out in that same year. Um, Hulk, Step Up to the Streets. Oh, I was very obsessed with step up too. I knew it. As soon as I said step up. <laughs> yeah, because she likes Fast and Furious. Yeah, I was gonna so say like... it's the same brand. Andy's yeah. hot. How do you feel about honey? I actually haven't seen honey. Okay. But Andy and Step Up Two is hot. Everyone she's just I think we're wrapping it up with mm-hmm. them. What what's the takeaway from this though? <laughs> and Laura know. said, What was the point of this episode? We were just talking about like the religious Impact like the whole point of vampires is they were created to be the embodiment of sin. Like sin is supposed to be attractive and sexual. It's supposed to tempt you. Yeah, and I don't think that's changed in since they were introduced. I think it's just morphed to like our I needs. I have um come across a TikTok today about Ed and Lorraine Warren, Warren. Mm-hmm. and how they were frauds. Yes, and how they started doing it because it was you know post Beatles all that. It was like. Free love, hippies, they didn't like that because they were very religious. So they started pushing this idea that there was evil out there that only God could cure. And I also feel like that's around the same time that vampires kind of got a little more popular like in mainstream. There are a lot of thoughts I have about Ed and Lorraine Warren. There's a lot of weird knowledge I have about Ed and Lorraine Warren. And Zach Bacon's, unfortunately. <laughs> <laughs> but it's like, uh, eventually their names are going to be in the same sentence. Um, but yeah, there's a lot of controversy around Ed and Lorraine Warren or the Warrens. Um, a lot of people say that everything they did is true. And a lot of people say everything they did was false. And then a small percentage of people say both things are true. They made up some and some were real. I've seen things that's like, oh, they were frauds, but because mm-hmm. they were dabbling in it, they were like waking things up that they shouldn't have been waking up. I listened to very, I think three, very well done podcast episodes about the Warrens specifically, and it was very informative, very insightful, because they they were heavily involved in the church, and then Ed, they they received a lot of flack for like their investigations, quote unquote, um, in their works, and Ed himself said. People are allowed to think that we're frauds. If they want to think that, that's fine. Either way, I'm spreading the word of God. And so his whole thing was like, I want to help people, but I also want to spread God's word and do missionaries this way and that way. Hmm. Yeah, I feel like that feeds into like, and I, I like, I think certain vampires are like that. Mm, I eat Twilight. But like... I don't always think it's like an, an a conscious agenda. I just think that's how 
vampirism in media works now. Mm -hmm. They are just a, a representation of some sort of sin. Well, that's what I meant. Like, um, they became bigger in, um, like mainstream media when people started pulling away from a stricter way of being religious. Mm -hmm. So they've always been tied to religion. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Like religion itself became pliable. Like what we were saying earlier with like religion isn't treated like it was when vampires were born. So the way that they're treated now is really reflective of uh, what birthed them, I guess. And the idea of them. You think vampires were real? I think sexy lesbians sneaking into chambermaids' rooms were real. Because <laughs> she was one of them. <laughs> I'm a reincarnation, mm -hmm. actually. Um, yeah, happy Halloween, you guys. I hope our discussion of vampires and uh, their existence in our lives was fun for you. Because it wasn't for us. <laughs> ooh, ooh, one more Twilight tidbit. They never open-mouthed kissed? Question mark? Ooh, ooh, vampire tidbit. If vampires were real today, they'd be able to see the reflection. Because oh, the only true. reason they couldn't see the reflection was for because mirrors were made out of silver. Yeah, that's true. So that'd be kind of cool. Could you imagine being like a, a vampire and, and you, you finally see your reflection? What if you like have been hiding in your like Castlevania castle for like a hundred years? Castlevania castle? And you come out, yeah. And you come out just to like, because you heard there's this thing called the Dollar Tree. And you're like, don't things still cost a dollar? Why is that fancy? Things are a dollar. And you go there and you like see all this really you're shitty like stuff. a dollar. That's expensive. A dollar yeah. to mold? You're like, this oh, must be boy. gold in this dollar tree. And you go in there and, you know, there's like a bunch of, you know, horrible shit. And you're walking through and you go past the dollar tree bathroom section and there's a mirror and you see yourself. For the first time. You absolutely piss blood or something. You have to freak the fuck out. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Anyways, thanks for listening. We're Literary Bitchcraft. Catch us on Lit Bitch Pod on Bye. Instagram and TikTok and Twitter. Lit Bitch Lit Bitch Pod dot com. Rate and review us on Apple Podcast. Um, donate to our Kofi Coffee. Coffee. Co thank you. I was like, I'm missing one. Um, or become a monthly supporter on Anchor. Thank you. Very um, much. tell your friends. Tell your neighbors. Uh, tell your ex. Tell your Professors? Don't text your ex. It's Halloween. They're probably drunk. <laughs> Don't text your ex. Unless it's about literary bitchcraft. <laughs> <laughs> then definitely text your ex. Happy Halloween. Bye. I don't want to stop this. Oh my god, it's still going.